Welcome to the happy holiday edition of the Whole Lot of Mets podcast. I just got finished recording this podcast and it is off the rails. Off the ra- I want I- I'm beefing with Dan Clark. I'm beefing with some random M- MLB.com writer. I'm talking about under the radar trades. I'm talking about a superstar pitcher that nobody ever talks about and maybe he could come over to the Mets. I don't know. It is an off the reels happy holiday edition of the whole Lot of Mets podcast. Y'all can follow me on Twitter at Lot of Mets. Happy holidays, everybody. All right. So I basically am now going under the the assumption that our New York Mets are going to sign Mr. George Springer to be our center fielder for the next five years. Um in my head, it's basically a done deal. And in my head, I don't think that Bauer's coming. Um, I tried to talk myself into, oh, we could get both. It's a done deal, blah, blah, blah. And then I realized that we're only $53 million un- under the cap. And if you and, and if you pay Springer about 23 a year and you give Bauer around 25 a year, that give, you're going to hit the luxury tax. And I don't think that that's what steve cohen wants to do in his first year so my hopes of getting bauer and springer are now utterly destroyed i have no faith that we're going to get both um so i'm going under the assumption that we are not getting bauer even though in in my head i think it's the biggest mistake that we can make but we are getting a all-star center fielder with a great glove for the next two years in center field until he's probably going to have to go to left field or maybe right field and maybe move Conforto over to left field. Um, So I'm going under the assumption that we are not getting a big time free agent pitcher. And when I say big time, I mean Bauer. All right. Tanaka, Odorizzi, Paxton, all these guys are not big time. They are nice. They are good number threes, but they are not Bauer level. So I'm going under the assumption that um that that's the route that the Mets are going to take. So I think about teams like what possible targets can there be for the New York Mets to go out there and be under the tax, but also acquire a all-star caliber number two guy to be in the rotation. So I look at the Cubs because I'm so high on Chris Bryant still. I don't I don't think he's Nolan Arenado level type of stuff but i am super high on him thinking that he can come back to his all-star self so i look at the cubs trying to figure out a a a chris bryant trade and then i hear that you darvish may be available you darvish has not been good in chicago up up until late 2019 and then the 2020 season so i feel like um the cubs are basically cutting their losses ahead of time meaning like yeah he was great in 2020 but do i actually think that this is the you darvish that that you're going to get for the next couple of years i don't think so so i'm not even talking about you darvish i'm talking about kyle hendricks kyle hendricks is such a underrated starting pitcher in baseball that it is actually scary here his 2020 stats 1.9 war six wins Five losses, guys, the win-loss record in baseball means nothing. And obviously, Mets fans know that better than everybody because we have DeGrom, who is who who is constantly the best pitcher in baseball every year but somehow has like four wins every year. So the win-loss record means nothing. But his ERA, 2.88 ERA with, excuse me, with 
How many strikeouts? 64 strikeouts and 8 walks. The, in 2019, 150 strikeouts, 32 walks with a 3.3 ERA. The year before that, 3.4 e- ERA. The year before that, 3.03 e- ERA. The year before that, 2.13 e- ERA. Kyle Hendricks is a star. And Kyle Hendricks doesn't get the respect that, uh, let's see, that a type of, let's say, Marcus Stroman does. But if you look at the numbers... Kyle Hendricks is a far better player than Marcus, and he's getting paid less. So, the fact that nobody is talking about him and the fact that he may be available is blasphemous for me. So, I have to go and I have to put together a package that's going to entice the Cubs to go and and basically trade their most consistent and best pitcher in Kyle Hendricks. So, I, I look at the Cubs. What do the Cubs need? The, um, the, um, the Cubs are going to need a shortstop. Maybe a third baseman if they trade Chris Bryant. Maybe a second baseman if they trade if they trade Javier Baez. Um, a right fielder with Kyle Schwarberg on. They do they do have holes. So in my package for only Kyle Hendricks, I'm not including Chris Bryant. Kyle Hendricks. All right, the Cubs want to go and they want to cut money. Fine. You give me Hendricks, I'll take on Kimbrell and his horrendous contract. All right, I think he's getting paid sixteen million dollars a year this year. Kimbrell has been utter ass, to say the least. He's been terrible. Yeah, like he's let's who can I compare him to? He has been the Hansel Robles of the Mets. He like he's just blue games and and is just constantly giving up homers. Kimbrell has been terrible on the Cubs, so I call them. I'll take Kim. I'll take Hendricks, and I'll take Kimbrell, but here's the package. I'm giving you J.D. Davis. I'm a big J.D. Davis guy, but I would give him up in a deal with Kyle Hendricks. So, J.D. Davis, Brandon Nimmo, Brett Beatty, and Ahmed Rosario. Before everybody freaks out on me, oh my god, that's a lot. That's It is a lot. It's a shit ton. It is so much. It's like Santa coming in with a whole bags of gifts. And giving it to the Cubs. But. I'm doing that deal every day. I'm doing that deal every day of the week. Every single day. Brett Beatty is is a good third baseman. I'm, I'm sorry. He's he's a good prospect. He's not going to be a third baseman. Which is why I'm I'm, I'm giving them J.D. Davis. Ahmed Rosario does not have a future here on the Mets. I'm sorry guys. We all know it. Ahmed Rosario is, is a goner. Brandon Nimmo. Yes, he is a very good outfielder. Um. He's an on-base machine, which is why he has value, and, and which is why we could add him in in a package to get a Kyle Hendricks type of guy. And yeah, four guys, and you're taking back a bad contract in Craig Kimbrell. Is that even enough to get Kyle Hendricks and Craig Kimbrell? I don't, I don't know. I think that it should be enough. But the Cubs did sign him in 2019 on on a five-year deal. He. He's only making fourteen million dollars a year for the for the next four years. For the next four years, he's only making fourteen million dollars a year, which is going to be less than Tanaka, which is which is going to be around the range, maybe maybe two million dollars more than 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 what a Jake Odorizzi is going to get. So I know everybody loves loves our homegrown talent and the prospects, yada yada yada. Kyle Hendricks is a star. You are getting a star pitcher. Can you imagine a rotation? A rotation of Jacob deGrom, Kyle Hendricks, Noah Syndergaard, Marcus Stroman, and Taiwan Walker. 
Are you kidding me? And I didn't even mention David Peterson. That is the best rotation in baseball, hands down. Kyle Hendricks is a star. Noah Syndergaard is a star. Marcus Stroman can be a star. Jacob DeGrom is the best in baseball. Taiwan Walker is one of the most underrated pitchers in baseball. Can you imagine a rotation of that plus plus the offense of Springer, Pete Alonso, Dom, James McCann, maybe a Nolan Arenado or a Francisco Lindor, Jeff McNeil, Michael Conforto? Are you kidding me? That's a World Series caliber team, and and it's not handicapping you. You could go out and you could still sign a Liam Hendricks. You could go out and you could sign. Uh, upper tier type of guy still maybe not a Bauer maybe not a Masahiro Tanaka but hell you could get a Tanaka if you want but why would you go after Tanaka if you just got Liam Hendricks which is why the Bauer route is just so much of the better it's just so much of the better road for me because I don't have to get all complicated with like trades and this and that like if you go out and you get Bauer your rotation is fine as um as long as you get at least two okay pitchers like uh J- excuse me like a uh, James Paxton let's say I'm fine with that but if you go, um and then you go out and you plug your center field needs with let's say a Jackie Bradley Jr. or a Albert Amora fine and then you go out and you get a Liam Hendricks boom Super bullpen still. Okay, not done yet. And then you could go, and then you could get a Arenado, or you could or you could get a Lindor, or you could get a Chris Bryant without having to worry about the salary cap. But the Mets aren't gonna do that. So I mean, I don't blame them because once again, Bauer, yes, he had a he had a lights out season, but it but it was only for sixty games. And if you look at his career, I guess it's it's it, it doesn't quite show what the 2020 season was. So he doesn't really have the history to back it up. Unlike Springer, who every single year, he basically gives you about 30 homers. He gives you a 270 average. He gives you a good glove. And team, and he's probably going to be in the same price range as Trevor Bauer. And center field has been a need for years. So, yes, I do understand the sign. Again, no, I won't be upset if it, if it actually happens. But then what are you going to do uh, about the rotation? I know that they are interested in this Japanese guy, Shukamo, I think his name is. Um, they actually compare him to Kyle Hendricks. So what can be happening with with the Mets, right, is that they have to pay a fee with like um, – it's like a boarding fee or something like that, how you have to pay the Japanese team 20% of the contract, but it doesn't go against the salary cap. So this guy is in is in his thirties already. Um, he's not an old tiny type of player. He is not gonna get what Tanaka got. Um, he's probably gonna get what maybe maybe even a little less than what Kikuchi got on the Mariners. Um, I'm thinking he's probably gonna get around ten million dollars a year, maybe a two to three year deal. Um, so they can't go that route. But is that gonna translate over in the major leagues? What happens in the Japanese league doesn't mean that's what's, that's what's, that is what's going to happen actually here in baseball. So that is a risk, and it's going to cost you a lot of money. But, but if he turns out to be the Japanese pitcher in, in, in Major League Baseball, what he was in Japan, then you got a bargain on your hands. Then you got a wow. 
that was a hell of a good deal. But it's a gamble. It's a gamble that you necessarily don't have to take. You could probably get Paxton and Corey Kluber and Taiwan Walker and a bunch of guys like that for less than what Kikuchi. Not Kikuchi. I'm, I'm sorry. I forgot his name. This Shogo? Dude, I don't even know. Um, So what this Japanese guy is going to cost you. Once again, am I going to be mad? No. Do I think that it's an interesting signing? 100%. He has to be signed by January 7th or he goes back to Japan. So a deal is going to get done in like the next couple of weeks just because there is a deadline for it. Um, So this isn't going to go and be like maybe a Trevor Bauer thing where he's available in February still. No. If he's not signed by January 7th, he has to go back to Japan. So the deal is going to get wrapped up quick. And the Mets are showing a, a lot of interest. Which is a good thing. The Mets haven't showed interest like this, I read, since... Um, dang it. Matsuzaka. I forgot his first name. But Dice K. Matsuzaka. Man, I'm going back to my childhood. Good times, good times. Man. Although, this... I'm, I'm going to take this podcast off the reels right now. I will never forget. Never. Where I was when Luis Castillo dropped the ball. This is just one thing that's just so traumatizing that you just never get off. Like, you can never escape it. Never. I was at a park. I was drinking a Big Bird juice box. I was enjoying life. I'm 21 now. So, this was a while back. I was at a park playing basketball, enjoying my life. And then on the radio, a pop-up, and it was dropped. Ugh. Man, that's just oh my god! Oh my, I hated Luis Castillo ever ever since I pulled his baseball card. I burned his baseball card. I hate Luis Castillo till this day. I will never forgive you. I hate you. I don't have anything against you. I do not wish you harm, but just know I I do not like you. All right, and since I'm off the reels as it is, I want to give a special shout out to Dan Clark um on Twitter for saying how. You know, it's hard to be so smart on this app. And he's talking about Twitter. And then his next tweet turns out to be, no, Mike Trout is not the best player in baseball. I think it's Mookie Betts. So not only did you promise to delete your account after you said that Manny Machado was guaranteed to be a Yankee. Not you promised to delete your account. I didn't forget that, Dan Clark. All of a sudden now you're you're this big guy. I, I don't know why. I think... I don't think that you're a smart guy, um, as you proved that you think that Mookie Betts is better than you. I mean, is better than Mike Trout. So, like, I'm not going to really escalate this because it's pretty self-explanatory that Mike Trout is the best player in baseball and will continue to be the best player in baseball until proven otherwise. Like, I don't even want to hear that. So, not only should your account be deleted because... You go ahead and you promise that Manny Machado is going to be inky and obviously he's not. He's a Padre. You're going ahead touting yourself as like this big smart guy but saying that Mike Trout isn't the best player in baseball. All right, got you. Off the rails podcast, people. Off the rails. Now we're going to get really off the, off the rails. So I have a friend, Mo Viggs. Shout out to Mo Viggs, by the way. He sent me a picture of an article that he read in the MLB at bat. So... MLB app at bat, totally useless, the worst sports app possible. It's a it's a dog shit app to be honest. Fine, here. The first team that they have, the Mets, 
it, it, it's about how like off-season outlooks or something. I'm not quite sure what the title was. Mets, unchecked enthusiasm. The excitement of Mets fans have been refreshing this winter. Yes, it has been. I, I, I've been very excited MLB at bat, and I'm not going to like not be excited. So you could go screw yourself, but hold up. It gets better. Eventually, Mets fans will be sad because, th- because that's what history dictates, period. But in the meantime, let the good times roll as they can. So Mets fans will be sad because that's what history dictates. I'm speechless about how stupid people could be. Like, I was just talking about stupid and Dan Clark. And, and, and like, I just took it to another level. As history dictates, the Mets fans are going to be disappointed. What? So, in an alternate universe, some Rick and Morty type of shit, Steve Cohen owns the Mets in history, and Mets fans are still disappointed. Yeah, because Steve Cohen has really been running this team. Know what you're saying? You're basically saying that nothing is ever going to change, right? Um, because history dictates that this and this is is just a piece of crap. Okay, okay fine. I get pissed off nowadays, all right? And I'm pissed off, all right? Just because the, the, the Mets have been dog shit under the whoop on saying, yes, it happened. But not to mention, not to mention that the, that the last New York team to make the World Series has been the New York Mets five years ago. But we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about as history dictates, the Mets fans have been disappointed. As history dictates, the Mets don't spend money. As history dictates, the Mets s- still play in Shea Stadium, right? Because as history dictates, oh, but wait, times change. Oh, I didn't know that. Especially with, with a 14 14- billion dollar owner oh yeah no same old Mets the Mets just got their two top guys their two top guys to be in their front office they they went and and they got Jared Porter and then they went out and they got their finalist in in Zach Scott the runner-up they got their one-two guy in the front office not only that the Red Sox are so scared of the Mets that the Mets had to promise the Red Sox that they cannot take anybody else until 2022 but it's the same old Mets if it's the same old Mets why would the Red Sox care who they take it's the same old Mets right because the Reds um because the Mets did take Alan Baird and like a bunch of weirdos from the Red Sox before and what did that do for us all of a sudden now though when Steve Cohen comes and Sandy Alderson comes and and Jared Porter comes all of a sudden the Red Sox the Red Sox are like oh my god don't take anybody else from us please 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 oh my god you're gonna you're gonna ruin our team oh my god oh my god what are we gonna do but it's the same old Mets I thought at the end of the day right times change people change ownerships change to say that because the Mets have been shit, oh, the Mets are continued to be shit. I don't understand why I'm even getting so fired up over over this. It's just like LOL Mets. What did the Mets do so far that's LOL Mets? They went out and they got the best value at a catcher position that's available in free agency this, this offseason. They got a really good setup, man, in Trevor May. They said that they would have got Brad Hand if... Steve Cohen would have ran the team earlier. What has been LOL Mets? Have they missed on a George Springer? Have they missed on a Trevor Bauer? Have they missed on this Japanese guy? Um, did Lindor like get 
traded last night. Um, did Arenado all of a sudden want to be a Rocky now for life? Like, am I missing stuff that somehow Omaha LOL Mets, same old Mets? How? So to say that, oh, as history dictates, Mets fans are going to be disappointed. Okay, fine. So I'm going to tell that to a depressed person, right? Times are never going to get better because as history dictates, depression is going to come. Wow, what a way to live your life, I'm going to be at bat. What a way. Oh my God, you're... You're a terrible person. It's it's like telling a divorced man right after getting divorced. As history dictates, you're not going to find another one because you got divorced. So that means that you're, you're going to be divorced forever. What? You see, it's just stuff like this that just get me on a roll and just piss me off. It just doesn't make sense to me. It just doesn't. They have new ownership. New ownership is a new team. All right? A new a new team is new ownership. I'm glad that we're putting one-on-one -on -one together at MLB at bat. Not to mention, not to mention that the Nationals, right, are at eh. The Marlins, I don't think that they're that good of a team. The Braves are stacked. And the Phillies, bleh. But, but Mets fans are going to be dis disappointed. You want to talk about disappointed? You know what? Let's talk about the Phillies, all right? This is a Mets podcast, but I'm just going to shit on everybody today, I guess so. So, the Phillies. Imagine giving Bryce Harper $325 million and then giving Zach Wheeler $140 million and then giving Jake Arrieta $75 million and then going ahead and overpaying McCutcheon and... And giving him $60 million. And then go ahead and trade a future ace in Sixto Sanchez for two years of JT Real Muto. And then letting him walk. But somehow it's the same LOL Mets? What have, what have the Phillies done? When I wipe my ass, I'm more productive than what the Phillies do every single year. You know what? I want all of the smoke. Alright? MLB.com, you're going to stop shitting on my Mets. And that's what's going to happen. All right? Met, Mets. What's the right word for it? Huh. Mets. Slaughter is not allowed until Steve Cohen proves that he has no clue what he's doing. Once Steve Cohen shows, like, you know what? I'm in over my head. Fine. Make fun of the Mets. Because then the Mets are just a cursed franchise. If a $14 billion owner can't turn things around, the richest owner in baseball by $10 billion can't turn things around, yes, the Mets are a cursed franchise and we're fucked forever. Yes. But, up until then, I don't want to hear anything, uh, uh, LOL Mets, uh, 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 shut up. All right? I'm, I'm so excited to be a Mets fan. All right? National TV is constantly talking about our Mets. The Mets are a hot topic. Uh, LOL Mets. They're in on George Springer. LOL. They can't get Mike Trout. Same old Mets. Ha! Ha! Same old Mets. Oh, my God. Like, some people piss me off. And it's just so stupid. So stupid. You know what? Whoever wrote this article, I don't even know your name because you are not popular. You are probably dumb. You don't have anything to do with your life. Um, I, I would debate you. I have a stutter, and I would roast your ass on a debate. All right? So you could go ahead, and you could hide behind your little articles, huh, LOL, Mets, blah, 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 blah. Debate me. I'll roast you. Barbecue chicken time, baby. You're done.
<laughs> All right, guys, what a podcast this has been. This has been Off The Reels. Special happy holiday edition of the whole Out of Mets podcast. Please rate, subscribe, follow. Please give me five stars. You can follow me on Twitter, at Loud Mets Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Have a good one, people. Happy holidays, everybody. I, I hope you guys enjoy it.